recording. There we go. Hey, Lauren. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> so did you go to uh, to Peru yet? or? No, I leave July 2nd, and then I'll be back at, I think, August 28th, I get home to Detroit. That's crazy. Yeah, so like two months, oh. I'll be there. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it too. Like mine's in five or six months or something like that. It's like so far away. But you, your body must be going through changes right now, no? Oh, yeah. It's a big transition period for me right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, last time I talked to you, like I, I told you I found the, the pool of knowledge or whatever. Yeah. You want to hear about that? Yes, absolutely. I took a... Uh, I went and did a trip. I was planning to do like a five gram trip or something like that, but I wasn't sure. I was still kind of scared a little bit of the mushroom. And uh, when I got there, um, the lady that was uh, sitting for me, my friend, she had some MDMA and I'm like, oh shit, I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do some MDMA and some uh, mushroom. So I took uh, the MDMA, like a hundred milligram or something like that. And then I take about two grams of mushroom and Holy shit. Have you ever done that combination? No, I don't think so. It's crazy. So like the love of the MDMA kicked in and I could feel it like, a, like I've been there before. I've done a lot of MDMA in the past and I'm like, all right. But the transition this time around was so gentle because of, I guess, how much I've grown since uh, the last time I've took MDMA. But it was like so gentle because I was in the moment and present at all time. And when the transition hit, I was like, fuck, I can tell I'm super high right now. But at the same time, I feel really like me, like nothing's changed other than I'm more myself or something like that. And then the, the mushroom starts hitting. And in combination, because I was kind of in that train of thought, I was like, there's a, a proudness or a not a proudness, but like honor started to well up inside my awareness in terms of like how far I've come, how far I've grown and really like the understand of like who I am. Like I felt so like uh, full of uh, like, I know who the fuck I am and that's all that <laughs> like it. And there was this knowledge of then like there was this download of uh, Cause I wanted to, to meet God. I kept wanting like to have proof as if I was like a Judah or Judas, whatever Catholic. And, uh, and I got this knowledge of like, dude, like you've been at this for two years. Like, you know what it feels like, you know, that it's true for you and you've met God before. Like you don't need this in your life in this life right now. Like you really need to just continue having faith and knowing who the fuck you are. Do you know who the fuck you are? And I was like, like, I could feel it. Like, yes like i'm a good person like i i'm full of gratefulness i've always been a gentle soul i've never fought ever i've always you know love um respected girls and stuff like that and and during that trip when when that was coming up i felt this honor again and gratefulness but this time around i felt it like to my right and it felt fresh like it didn't feel like anything other than like a, a pool of freshness as if I could touch it with my right hand like when I would reach back I could feel the pool and I was like man there's something behind there like an energy that is it doesn't feel like anything it just feels like honor and freshness and me like as if I knew who the fuck I was when I was touching that water and the more I was playing with it I was like man this is who the fuck I am this is the pool of knowledge and in the entire trip it's like I was sitting in this pool of knowledge and and I couldn't get shaken. But then at one point, as I was going through my lessons, uh, the, the thought of going to smoking weed outside came up. And then kind of conflict arose in my heart in the idea that like as if I, I, was, I was wanting to change a moment or something like that, or something was calling to me to change that moment or to, and, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about on, when it comes to cannabis or like plant medicines or stuff like that, what's your opinion on like the cannabis plant medicine? Like, does she, like, she's confusing. Like, I'm really 
still about her. And when I went out and smoked, I could tell like where my attraction was for her. Like it's pure love. Like it's insane how much I love her. I don't know if it's because of, you know, I've done it for so long now and it's basically, you know, half of my life or more actually I've been high and I don't know the other way around. And, or the idea, like when I was smoking uh, with the mushroom and the Miami, I felt like, I, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like this game of life, I could do whatever, like whatever I want. And it, and it really doesn't matter. And it, it felt almost like I, like I put too much stress on the idea of smoking, not smoking, or, you know, playing this life. And, but I wanted your opinion, like what, what's your opinion on that type of stuff? Cause we're going to be going to do ayahuasca and it's the same thing. Like in my awareness, the only thing I have is mother. And even when I smoke, it's not even cannabis, it's mother. It's pure ayahuasca mother. And like, that's the only thing I, I think about and I, you know, honor. And so anyways, yeah, I want to do your Yeah, opinion. absolutely. First of all, that's a beautiful experience. So thank you for sharing that with me. I know, for I me, I think it's just what feels most in flow. Like I've had times where mother or ayahuasca or marijuana herself has like told me like, don't use me right now. It's, or just be sober completely. And that's what feels in flow for that time. But I've also had times where I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a ceremony, whether that's marijuana, mushrooms or whatever. And I think it's just like feeling what's most in flow and not feeling guilt if you go against that, just having the awareness of what you're actually choosing to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I see it that way as well. And when I do smoke, it's like I, I own up to it 100%. Like, and I and I use it like for healing and everything. And I, and I yeah, yeah I, I agree 100%. That the thing that is confusing for me, it's like, uh, you know, that story I told you where mother was fucking with me when I got uh, scammed online or whatever. So to this day, like this, like, and, and I wanted to share with that too. After that trip, um, that evening and that night after when I was smoking or whatever, there's this relaxation that happened in my mind because my mind had been so quiet for so long and I was harsh on myself. Like I was harsh on that voice. Like I wanted quietness because I wanted here and now, and I just wanted to concentrate on mother and fuck the rest. And it was so easy for my mind to be like, all right, that's what you want. So it's quiet time. And after that, not after, but like at the end of the trip, when I was smoking and the mushroom and the MDMA was still there, the relaxation in my mind, I started talking to uh, mother or God or the trees or the insects that was around me or the feelings that I was experiencing. But I was really opening up to them in a way that I've never done before. Like I was like insane, but with such confidence and with such honor. And I started talking to, to, to myself or whatever inside my awareness. And it just started to be so funny. Like that voice inside of me, like I can't trust it <laughs> as much as I like, sometimes it's so wise. And sometimes I feel like it's such truth. And sometimes I feel like it's fucking with me and I get to fuck with it back and really just have fun and, you know, explore this awareness thing. And uh, so it, it's complicated. Like, I feel like in your awareness, you really have this solid, you know, this, this guy, I, I hear his voice very clearly and I know when he's speaking or whatever is that, you know, do I have it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of, it really depends. Like sometimes it's almost like I'm completely shut off from my guides and they're like, figure it out. <laughs> trust, trust yourself, listen to your truth instead of constantly asking for help. Um, Do you though? So yeah. Cause that's one thing I never did um, in my awareness just started like uh, since that trip, I've been more open in the awareness of like, uh, if ever I do feel shitty or whatever, I actually ask for help. You know, I've never done that before. But is that something that you do? Like, yeah, it almost like sometimes I'll get too dependent on it where I'm like, I'm very indecisive and I don't know what the right thing is. So I'll constantly ask my guides or I'll ask like my physical teachers 
and then it'll come through like <laughs> you're just confusing yourself like you know the right answer you know the truth stop yeah. just like depending on other people's wisdom like because you're not trusting your own a hundred percent and well talking on that like not trusting your own decisions like I feel like sometimes I really don't have like a choice in this like so for example yesterday I went to the grocery store and usually I'm super solid like I don't buy sugar I don't buy bread I stick to like you know I've been eating great but yesterday I go there and I noticed that uh the Doritos or whatever jalapeno, which is like one of my favorites are on sale, like really cheap. I'm like, fuck it. I'm buying a bag. Right. And I eat the entire bag yesterday. And then this morning when I woke up, holy fuck, like, was I in pain? Like it was insane how in pain I like, I've never felt this type of pain. Like it's been a while, like uh, when I was young kind of thing. And I was like, holy shit. Like, am I paying for this? And then I thought back, like, why did I do that? Like, seriously, I sold my, stomach for like a dollar 49 that's all it took and it almost felt like <laughs> I didn't have a choice like <laughs> I just like this is what I needed to fuck up and I needed to feel for whatever the fuck reason and it's very confusing <laughs> did you ever feel like that yeah um all the time I think for me it's like a good awareness of you know how I'm still seeking instant gratification in like a bunch of areas in my life <laughs> you know sometimes it's food sometimes it's sex sometimes it's whatever or like sometimes I'll like hear other people talking about you know like cocaine or molly or ketamine and I'm like I could do it right now yeah. <laughs> and then it like comes back I'm like what am I actually trying to avoid am yeah. I trying to escape something right now is that why I want that feeling yeah. um so yeah it still happens to me of course I think it's just about consciousness being consciously aware of those things and it's not saying never indulge never indulge in your senses yeah. but it's being conscious of why that's coming up. And sometimes it is just, I just want to enjoy it. I just want to indulge in that sense. I want to feel that I want to eat those Doritos because that sounds really good right now. Yeah. But if there's like an underlying thing that you're, you know, trying to bypass with that instant gratification, it's a good awareness. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, I was boredom. It's like, as if, yeah. Yeah, no, that was boredom to the extreme. And I was like, okay, just stop and close your eyes meditate what's wrong <laughs> uh, that's insane um did when you uh when you went to did you ever you did sapo right and i know you told me your experience a few times i think did you yeah yes i've done sapo twice and because i i'm still hung up on that i i feel like every time i talk to you it comes back like your Sapo experience, did you reach again? Or it's like it went to the, the clouds and you, because that was the time Yoshi bought it, right? And you decided no thanks and you came back. Yeah. So the first time I reached it and I like took off and I went, the closest thing I could explain it to is just beyond, just beyond everything, beyond words. But and like, the second sorry, big, go ahead. No, that's okay. My big question was that on the takeoff, like, did you hesitate? Like, after you were done smoking that, uh, whatever, uh, the smoke, and then you lie down back, was there a moment where, you know, it switched you to another location where you were taken off and you actually, you know, had a, a moment of fear or pause where something went through your mind? Or did you just fall into it naturally? The time that I fully, like, took off, it was like, it was too fast for me to even think about hesitating I was just already there <laughs> yes 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 because that moment comes back all the time the idea that when I got to the other side and the the feeling of everything hit me but for I guess there was not enough gas to you know propel me to the other side so I was kind of stuck at the beginning but like the idea of like what the fuck's going on and jumping into it it keeps coming back over and over again the idea of I can handle anything in this life. You know, if anything comes my way, I'm jumping into it and I'm breathing. And it's such a, an easy thing. Um, do you notice, like, for example, like if you get anxious or whatever, that you go back instantly, like a, right away to a breathing practice or something like that? I'm trying to a lot more. Um, 
And I guess like grounding myself really helps when I'm feeling anxious. But it does help like thinking about Sapo or ayahuasca. Like, why am I anxious right now? Like, I can handle anything yeah. <laughs> in some ways, you know? Um, but I think for me, it's like thanking the anxiety in my body instead of being like, get the fuck out. Why am I feeling this? Uh-huh. Because our anxiety is there to protect us. So like, think about it. Like if you're in a car, <laughs> you know, you can tell it to sit in the back, but it doesn't have to like sit in the driver's seat anymore. And you can thank it and say, thank you, because I understand you're trying to protect me, but I don't, I don't need that protection right now. And for me, that usually helps. And like, sometimes I don't even understand where it's coming from. It's just my body feels anxious. But when I thank it and acknowledge it and like shift my awareness towards it, instead of like trying to run from it, it usually does subside pretty, pretty quickly. A hundred percent. I actually, uh, when it comes up, uh, I actually get excited and I, uh, I stoke it. I'm like on top of it being my friend where I, I welcome it. I, I send oxygen to it so that it gets more intense because it wants to be felt for whatever reason. So I'm like, I'm going to feel you to the extreme. Let's do it. <laughs> and, I, and I jump like with it, like, uh, you know, it feels good. It feels uh, interesting. Like that. I this. love it. Yeah. Can a- you like talk to it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, can you talk your feelings? All the, well, that's, yes, that's but my feelings are not my feelings. And that's what yeah. I've been. I knew that and I learned how to talk to them, but it, it was never a uh, second nature. It's only becoming second nature since that uh, MDMA trip where I'm having fun with my awareness, with my feelings, with that. Yeah. Like I'm being in, I'm, I know who the fuck I am and, and that's okay. Like uh, anybody could call me insane. I, I would, okay, sure. Awesome. I'm having a great time in my awareness. You know, you look stressed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I'm insane. I'm completely insane and uh, I'm not shy about it anymore. It's really (laughs) (laughs) me too. Me too. I think it's, it's kind of fun once you realize you're playing a game and that your emotions, you know, if, if this life is an experience and we're just here to experience things, our emotions are just different experiences. So of course, sometimes we fall into it where we're like, this is so real, but you're just playing into it and you're just playing a game. So sometimes it's fun to just let them play out, let yourself feel all of it, but then acknowledge, like I can pull myself back at any time. Like I'm just acting out these emotions. Yeah. And as well, the, uh, sometimes I'm really able to almost separate them and see them for who they are and who they want to, like, they want to be seen in a specific way. You know, they want to be respected, honored, and I see it like I can feel it. And as soon as I, like you say, it becomes second nature to see them in that light where like I see you now and then it dissipates instead of I see you and I don't like you. And then it gets stronger and you get annoyed kind of thing. Yeah. And I noticed that with uh, <laughs> sometimes I, I smoke weed like just before going to bed and then I wake up like an hour or two um, uh, like super high and I get scared <laughs> and I feel like there's a panic like as if I'm gonna die but there's you know it's all good there's I can see in my room but there's there's just not enough air there's not enough something and and there's just a panic that's living inside my awareness it's as if like I got high and the cannabis spirit did not get noticed or did not you know was not seen by my awareness and then wakes me up and makes me feel like I'm dying like as a punishment kind of thing. And I, it always cracks me up because I wake up and I'm like really scared, like, holy shit, I'm dying right now. So I breathe into it. And sometimes I have trouble, like, it, you know, half an hour of just like pure panic. And it, I find it hilarious. Like now it's like, <laughs> like, all right, I'm feeling panic right now. Like I know I'll survive, but holy shit, this is insane. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Cannabis is a, uh, special in that sense um and the other day i was thinking i wanted your opinion on that on seriously like this life like knowing that it's a game and knowing that the (laughs) game can be really fucked up like bloody to like lots of trauma and lots of grossness and you know snot and shit and all that shit and and i was really thinking like at any moment i always have the choice to see 
you know, death as a rebirth, as something beautiful, as something to be celebrated or something dark, something that caused a lot of suffering, you know, blah, 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 blah. And at every moment, I'm always choosing either hell or heaven in this life. And I'm really, really, really certain about that. Like at every <laughs> single moment, it's like, that's the only choice I have, I feel, to either see it heavenly or hellishly this life or awareness or here and now and anyways yeah i mean my feelings on death keep shifting that's like a big part of the transition transition i'm in right now um but like the polarity of either black or white either everything's you know this is hell or this is heaven I find myself like falling into that a lot. And sometimes it's really fun to play out. It's fun to feel like the, the drama of it all. And sometimes it's even more comfortable than sitting in the gray area and saying it's both or it's neither. Yeah. Um, yeah but recently I'm going to go on a little tangent. <laughs> Love it. Um, so ever since I was little, I feel like I've told you this, I've been seeing spirits and no one would believe me when I was really little and my mom was like, no, ghosts aren't real. You're fine, sweetie. But like, they would talk to me and they would like ask me for help. And then when my friend Bryce passed away, I had this mushroom trip after I worked with ayahuasca. That's, and uh, was, sorry to disrupt you, but you had a friend, uh, Bryce, that uh, passed away. Yep. Uh, this, uh, there was a, that was the first death I've ever experienced in my life. It was the little brother of my uh, sister's best friend passed away by falling off a truck and his name was Bryce I just wanted to that's really interesting yeah. that's yeah that was like pretty much my one of my first experiences with death that was close to me or yeah. at least close in age to me um but when I saw this like I was in my mushroom trip and I saw him and he was surrounded by all these like dark dark spirits and yeah. he was like I don't know how to get out of this this is hell like I need your help. And I was like, no, this is just a hallucination. I'm just on mushrooms. And it kept coming back. Like whenever I would meditate, I would just see Bryce. He would ask for help. And so I finally talked to my shaman and she was like, oh, he just hasn't crossed over yet. We can help him. And so I started doing cycle pump work, which is where you help spirits cross over. And at that time, I was still really, really afraid of death. And I had like the polarity of like, death is evil. Death is that it's just all hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I couldn't see the beauty in it. I was really scared, but I still wanted to do that work because it was what I was being called to do. And like all these spirits kept coming to me being like, I need your help. I need your help. So fast forward, my dog passed away like about like half a year ago now. And as she was like physically getting sicker and sicker, I felt myself being very repulsed by it. Like I, at that point I was see then seeing like the spiritual side of it as beautiful and seeing crossing over and, you know, just as another beautiful transition in our life. But the physical aspect was still really repulsive to me and scary. Yeah. And so when I was meditating, my dog came back to me after she had crossed over and said, everything that repulses you, everything that terrifies you and feels like that darkness is that's where your greatest strengths lies in that shadow. And she was like, I think you need to step into that. I think you need to step into all of your feel fears, all of your repulsions and find out what your actual gifts are. So I was like, okay. <laughs> and I signed up for a death doula class, basically it's a death midwife. You sit with the dying and you help them in that transition into death and you help them kind of come to terms with that and come to terms with everything that their life has been up until that point and actually deal with the physical aspects of death. Yeah. So I'm just kind of sitting in that now and like stepping into that role. And it's just like this shift between seeing death as like this scary hellish thing to now it's not only beautiful in the spiritual sense, but the physical aspect is starting to become more beautiful to me as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting that you brought that up because that's, <laughs> that's what I'm going through right now. And that's kind of my intention for ayahuasca is to show me what other things am I really repulsed by that I need to step into? Where, where do my shadows lie? Because I feel like our main purpose, 
our greatest strengths are within our shadows for sure. A hundred percent. And I believe that as well. Like uh, the uh, my big warrior monster encompasses all of that darkness. And I'm, yeah, my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes it so, uh, so powerful. Like I'm not, but uh, I, I like when you were talking, there's uh, something that came up of like you're associating now like an actual human being to death, you know, and like uh, seeing somebody you care for and actually is nice or suffering, or you can see that they're shedding their ego as they're getting closer to that and opening up to you. And like, that's, that's cool. Like it's a next level seeing somebody die and associating that love to death. It's very cool. I've never experienced that yet. That's a good idea to do that death doula thing. That's cool. Yeah, it's really, really powerful work. It's it's scary to step into because it's something I've been terrified of like my whole life. Like whenever I would see someone get sick or like my grandparents as they were dying, I didn't want to go visit them in the hospital. And then mm -hmm. I felt guilt after they died. Like, why didn't I see them more? But in the moment, it was like <laughs> being that close to the veil was terrifying. Yeah. And then I like gradually got comfortable with the spiritual aspect of it, seeing it as like, a chance for rebirth and a beautiful transition and just as much of part of life as birth is, you know, but the physical aspects were still really, really gross to me. And like, I'm just stepping into that and it's terrifying. And there's even not the physical aspect of dying, but stepping in as like a transition guide for so many people right now. That's, that's like what I'm being called to do. That's my main job right now. <laughs> that's amazing that you actually as well, like following through, because I feel like it's my calling as well, but it's so hard. Like I, uh, nothing is presenting itself in front of me of like what I need to do kind of thing. And it's weird, but uh, yeah, yeah, super. I like that you're doing that. The, uh, if you can like, did you ever experience, uh, by the way, like I'm the same way, like I was the same way. I didn't want to go see my grandparents at the hospital when they were dying or my cousin or my uh, aunt, whatever. But uh, instead of feeling bad, though, I did what I felt. I was really uh, at peace with it because I knew that one day it's probably going to be me, you know, like, and, yeah. and I'm going to die alone as well. Like, and I was okay with that, you know, like, it's just, if that's how it's going to be, that's how it's going to be. I mean, a lot of my family members did it kind of thing and uh yeah <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i don't know um yeah the idea that you could help somebody to die peacefully as well like without fear and to really like bring your energy in in terms of accepting what's going on is something else like i've never been around somebody that died but i'm sure there's some people that fight it all the way to the end and some people that just let go and surrender and take that like nice beautiful three breaths and let go kind of thing yeah absolutely I think a lot of people also like hang on because they know other people around them don't want them to leave and I think a big key part of like helping someone through that transition is giving them the permission to die giving them the permission to let go when other people are like no you can make it through this like giving someone that permission so they don't feel guilty is huge yeah, 100%. And just the idea of like, you know, it's weird, but people don't expect it. But then when you tell somebody, I give you permission to, to let go, there's something that happens in the body where you're like, oh, really? And you go for it kind of thing. Just yeah. because you heard it. It's very uh, mystical in that way. Uh, I think it's magical for sure. And I was thinking about that too, on how the word, like words itself, but the word, I really, really believe in that, like uh, that our words create our reality and same with like a thought for me as a word as well, like and uh, what we are aware is kind of like words in pictures and uh, I've been really meditating on that and like that first there was the word and it speaks to me a lot um, lately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I love like when we think about like spelling you're literally casting spells and we're speaking our life into existence and that that's why I do like a lot of like whenever I meditate I speak out loud 
yeah. like I have or I am statements for my manifestations because it's it's so powerful. And as well, the idea of like, if something in my awareness, like uh, it's been a long time, uh, but I'm sure a lot of people like in their awareness, let's say they're negative or no, actually it happens to me uh, last week. I went through a, you know, a fight with, let's say with my wife and then I couldn't get out of it. I was in a funk. I was like all day and all night. And I called a friend and she's like, you're just, uh, and she was, she kept telling me you're, you're resisting. Like uh, you have resistance inside of you. And I kept telling her like, no, I don't have resistance. Like, what are you talking about? I just, I fought with my wife. It's bothering me. And it's like, no, no, you're not listening. Like you have resistance. And, and at one point as she was talking to me, I realized that I was getting annoyed and I just put the phone down took some deep breaths and listened, you know, to really what she was saying. <laughs> and I heard the word resistance, like again, like after the 10th time, I'm like, oh yeah, I do have resistance. I see what's going on. And I just looked at it and it, and what came up was like, when you're going through a hard time and it's the same as the heaven and hell, like if you force it upon yourself and you're aware enough to say like, no enough, like I'm going to take a few deep breaths god mother i don't know what the fuck's going on but i want to honor you i honor you i honor this shit i love you <laughs> fuck it you know kind of thing and then i start and you snap out of it and boom just like that i like back in in the flow of things i'm like god damn i can't believe like i was stuck in there for like a full day and a half and i was so grateful for well i'm still i'm still so grateful for friends but the idea that i've got people of like-minded minds that are actively working in you know, being positive, but like making the effort and not like, it's okay to go play in the dark and to honor the dark with to see it with all of your glory, but do it with honor. Don't do it like in sulking kind of way. Don't words are magic. Any even inside your awareness kind of thing. And the idea that, you know, spirits and or energies can kind of hijack your mind. If you are not one with everything if you're not uh, aware or woken up and really fuck with your uh, magic you know what i mean by absolutely yeah yeah i was thinking yeah like never <laughs> not never again but i'm so grateful that like i know this shit now like i know that my feelings are not my feelings and it's so fun talking to them and if one person talks shit i'm like hey come on respect honor and they're like all right we're we are one we are one and, you know <laughs> Absolutely. It's so beautiful that you have, even when you do kind of fall into the trap of like feeling stuck in a loop that you you've cultivated a community where you have people to pull you back through or like, come on, man, be conscious. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, in the sweetest way, but uh, it's weird. I mean, we all go through it. And, and again, like I was telling you earlier, it's almost like I don't have a choice sometimes to go in those States and it's just what, god or those feelings needed to be observed at that moment you know that was the what needed to be observed and am i going to do it properly or am i going to push it aside for the future and you know make it kind of create more resistance and fuck that i'm always yeah yeah <laughs> looking. yeah <laughs> that's so cool yeah i'm looking uh really really forward like when you uh did you ever did nn dmt the not the I, ayahuasca but just the the smoking so i've tried a very low dose once and it was a really interesting experience i saw this woman who was like she was made up of like this like billowing smoke but it was the shape of this woman and she was stirring this pot and she said come closer and i did and she said do you want to get inside the pot and i was like um, I'm not really sure. And she goes, okay, come back when you're ready. You're obviously not ready yet. And I was like, okay. Um, and then like, I was still in it and I came back and I said, I want to get in. She goes, no, you're still not ready. Um, but she said that the next time I worked with it, it would be when I was called to, and it would be when I was ready. So I've only worked with like DMT, like smoking DMT, once and that was my experience um and i haven't felt called to smoke again i was about to um actually a few weeks ago so my friend had like a dmt cart and we got up north and he forgot the charger for it and i was like okay i guess i'm still not ready to jump into the pot yet 
And the feelings, is it the same type of feelings? Like when you're on the other side, is it like as if you're every single cell is part of this, whatever you're experiencing? Like, like there's, there's no way you could have a bad trip, basically, because you're, or could you? Um, I don't know. In my experience, I haven't had a bad experience with DMT, but I've only done five MEO twice. And I've only worked with like the other kind of DMT once. Um, I'm sure. Well, ayahuasca is an NDMT. Yes, true. So, I mean, yeah, I've had challenging experiences. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in bad trips. I think I've really like learned something from all of them. (laughs) Yeah. Now I'm curious to see, because I, in my awareness, like mushroom is very reliable. I feel like it as in feelings, like I can almost expect now, like what it's going to feel like and what kind, like I, I understand what my body goes through when I take mushroom and with ayahuasca, there was two, for me, there is only two things. Like one is the body pain before, you know, launch, which was my first three ceremonies. And it was just like a feeling of being high on a cannabis edible, but I was talking to Matt about it. And same thing for him, like uh, his first drink, usually he always goes through that sensation of like, uh, like not feeling comfortable within himself until you take enough, I guess, ayahuasca to propel you. But anyways, when I get propelled with ayahuasca, like the feeling was insanely amazing. Like no matter what she would have showed me, I would have been so in it. Like I would have been a hundred percent in it. Like I would have jumped in no matter what, like there wouldn't have been any questions. Um, you experience kind of the same thing when you get the, the lift off, you know, with ayahuasca. Yeah. I feel like I've definitely had ceremonies where I've resisted and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this. And that's when it's the most uncomfortable and it's like uncomfortable and insecurity in my own body. And then, but once I really surrender to it, it's like, she could take me anywhere. And I'd be like, all right, let's go. That's that's what I was thinking as well. Like, it's not as, as scary as people think if if you don't like, if you surrender, like if you just, but then once you do ayahuasca a certain amount of time or even mushrooms or any type of psychedelics, once you learn how to surrender, I mean, I don't think I could do anything less, um, no matter how I felt, I feel, I mean, I, I could be surprised and maybe I will, but, uh, yeah, I'm super happy, super confident <laughs> in a way, <laughs> overconfident. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you feel like it kind of transpires like over into your everyday life, surrendering into your emotions? Like, has that helped or do you still feel like resistant in feeling certain things? No, no. I surrender. Like every single breath I take is a full breath. Yeah. When I'm not talking on here and now or uh, like every breath I pay attention to. So I feel very blessed that I've got this kind of in my tool bag. Like I really I take a full breath, like a really like deep, full, relaxing breath at every moment, period. Were you like that before ayahuasca no. and bufo? Oh, no, oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. The, the, the thing that caused it was uh, like pure suffering. When I came back from ayahuasca, I just wanted to go back. Like I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to be with my family, with my children. I just I wanted to be over there because I, I felt like there was still a ton of work that I needed to do. And I wanted to do mushroom, but I didn't have mushrooms. And I, I didn't know where to throw myself. I didn't know where to buy a mushroom. Then I talked to Yoshi. He's like, would you do a trip? And he's like, yeah, sure. Come to New York. But anyways, then I, I went to New York to do a trip and I didn't get what I wanted. Like it, it just, it was pure amazement the entire time. I was so grateful for the experience, but I didn't like, I was still sad. I was still so freaking depressed. And I used to, uh, I would take cannabis every night, but like in a very ceremonial way, like I would burn sage, go outside, smoke cannabis, get full of anxiety, come downstairs, do the sapo breathing and, and cry or let it out or sweat. Like, and I would do that over and over again. But then after a while, I was like, man, I'm not like, it's not changing anything like this, this thing of going into the darkness and crying and like, it's never ending. When am I going to? Like, I need to go back. I need. And so at one point, one night, I was so fucking depressed that 
I went and did my cannabis ceremony and I came downstairs and my, my intention that I had wrote in my book was just mother. Like, I just, I just want you, like, I don't, I want to be with you right now. I don't give a fuck. So I smoked and I just, I was uh, breathing. I was doing the Wim off breathing. I call it Sapo breathing, which is basically you breathe until you get full of oxygen and then you stop breathing to confront your insecurities, death, you know, not breathing, the fear, all your fears. And then when you go into there, you take a deep breath and you push and it explodes inside your awareness and your third eye just goes gold. And when I, I was so depressed and so down, I just wanted mother. So as I was breathing, I was noticing inside my awareness, like I closed my eyes, I couldn't look at my third eye. My eyes kept dropping. And I, all I wanted to do was to see mother. And for whatever reason, cannabis was saying, look there, like look at your third eye inside, look at the gold that you are so familiar with, with the Wim off. That's mother. She's always with you. That's her. And I couldn't look at her. And I kept breathing and I'm like frustrated because my eyes kept going down inside my awareness as if I couldn't look at my third eye. So I just continued breathing and I, I forced myself. I was like, fucking look. And I remember like screaming downstairs in the basement, like fucking look, like as I was breathing, like, look. And finally it's like my awareness looked up at my third eye. I saw mother, I saw the gold, I started to cry. And then I could look at, at like, I could look finally, I could see like my awareness in a different sense. Like I could see myself. It's like, I couldn't, I knew that I was looking down because every time I would look at that third eye awareness mother, that I, it was me and I didn't like myself and I couldn't see myself. So when I pushed myself, I attributed my third eye to mother. So instead of looking at me, I was looking at mother, like as if I didn't care anymore, like I didn't matter. And since then, I, since then, like my mind has been quiet. And since then I've been one with the breath. And because I don't, I'm not looking away. Like I know that I used to look away because I couldn't look at myself. And now that I see mother and I'm with mother, it gave me peace. I was like, yeah, you're right. Mother is not over there in Peru. She's with me. She's been with me all along. And it's just, I, I, I was so scared. I couldn't see her. I couldn't see myself. And then, yeah, since that day, like since that moment, I've like made a commitment to not a commitment. It's natural. Like I can't help like uh, meditation became easy like now yeah. when I close my eyes I see mother in my awareness I see the gold and I feel peace and I'm one with my feeling because I know that mother is my feeling mother is my body so it doesn't matter me all, all it matters is this what I'm seeing my feelings mother uh, god whatever for me it's mother it's so simple <laughs> and yeah, since then, like, if I take a breath, it's a full breath, because, because it feels too great, it feels too good, I can't, I can't look away, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I've been, uh, yeah, obsessed for a year and a half, <laughs> and it's nice, because it made me be quiet mind, because since that point now, I, I can see the, the true, nature of me like my third eye it those everything i everything that exists inside my awareness lives there and i've experienced it too after that when i was doing the supple breathing again i was looking at mother and i was thinking of my foot for whatever reason and all of a sudden all of my physical feeling showed up in that third eye awareness spot mother and my body melted and I knew now, like since that day, like I knew that my feelings were no longer my feelings because I was able to project them outside of my body. And when I did that, my body melted as if like it didn't have any uh, resistance anymore. Like I was causing the resistance. Like right now, my body is, if I wouldn't be inside my body, my body would be in bliss on the floor. Like it, I'm causing it suffering with my confusion or my awareness or, you know, the purpose, whatever that is. Um, that's what I believe anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And of course the Wim off breathing. I mean, I'm, do you, you, you practice breathing. I mean, you do yoga, obviously, meaning every movement, you take a full deep breath, let it go fully for the transition. So you're basically practicing breathing like all the time with your profession. No. 
Kind of. I'm st- I'm trying to get more into breath work. I feel like when I tune back into it, it calms me down. But I want to get into Wim Hof breathing or another type that really like, I feel like lets me feel my things. I feel like usually when I turn to breath work, it's to like help calm my body rather than to like help me push stuff out almost. Does that make sense? I've had a few breath work sessions with my friend Jacqueline, who's like a breath work coach. And I've had some really powerful, beautiful experiences, but it's like, unless I am almost guided through that, it's hard for me to figure out. I don't know. I haven't had an experience like that. And um, like you had. So just like right now, for example, like take a full deep breath in, and as you're taking a deep breath in, imagine that your, your, uh, your blood vessels are all expanding. And when you do that and you stay at the top, that's when like, I feel like I look at my feelings. So when I take a deep breath in and I stay at the top and I feel like all of my vessels are uh, expanded, I can tell like where my stress is. And then I pinpoint like whatever, whatever uh, inside my body. And then I open it as if it was a lotus when I take my uh, breath out. When I breathe out, I breathe out this flower. Like I make the, the feeling of my body wherever it's on discomfort or even comfortable. And I let it expand like a lotus flower. And every single breath, I do that. Like, uh, and that's what I like about the Wim Hof. Like the Wim Hof is always about full breath in and then you let go. Full breath in, let go. And that's my life. Like, uh, it's so simple. The idea that when you take a deep breath in, you take, you're doing magic because one, you're bringing inside your awareness that your body is expanding and you are becoming aware of every, everything inside your body because you're, you're, the oxygen is everywhere. And then when you let go, you're just letting go, surrender, whatever you want to call it into everything, into your feeling. And I just, that's it it's so simple yeah I want to practice more with that when I just did it like my whole body felt really shaky like my whole breath felt shaky and when I held it at the top yes it was like okay release now release now release now and I realized fear this this keeps coming up yeah it's it's fear but it's also like this sense of urgency like in all of my dreams it's always like I have to do something right now (laughs) or in life I'm like always it feels like I'm running around, even if it's to things that make me happy. It's like this sense of urgency. Like I need to be finished right now. I need to get this done, check this off the list, do this next. And yeah, so I want to, I want to do like a full practice of that later. I'm probably going to sit with that. Where is that sense of urgency coming from? I don't have anywhere to be. (laughs) And, and the idea as well, like, I really feel like your body is, mixed with those feelings so on top of like having spiritual let's say resistance or trauma that you want to look at and say like oh it's coming from there there's also the idea that because your lungs have never stayed at the top like ever it's uncomfortable it's like almost like you're doing cardio or you're doing and and one thing about like having your lungs at the top when you take a deep breath in and your lungs are at the top you feeling all this anxiousness to let go and surrender. But while you're at the top, if you can learn to relax while you're there before even letting go of your breath. So now you're at the top, you're feeling all this panic voice and you're like, no, no, like I'm going to start relaxing here. So you start relaxing your shoulder and everything. And then when you feel like you're fully relaxed, like I'm ready to let go of my breath. That's when you let it go. So while you're at the top, it's like, it brings your awareness to all of your fucked up shit for you to take note of it and to pay attention to it so that you get ready for your out breath. And when you do your out breath, you really focus on those feelings. So I love the idea of like, uh, that your lungs are scared, you know, as well as your feelings, like it starts with your body, like as you're doing any type of new learning, your body's going to be scared first. And that's confusing, because you think it might be trauma or something, but often it's just scary like to experience new feelings. Yeah, absolutely. When you do it and you feel it in your body, do you now, is it easier for you to understand where that trauma or where that fear is coming from? Because I feel like a lot of, yeah. 
all of it. Like now when I take a deep breath in, it's, I can feel all the way to my toes, to my fingertips, to the top of my head. And when I let go of my breath, I am one with all my feelings. Like uh, I've been enjoying lately. I was, uh, I've been enjoying meditation just because it's, it comes in easy, but I've been enjoying what's happening in my meditation. Like as soon as I close my eyes, I don't know where my hands are anymore, or I don't know where my feet am I like that. Cause all the feelings are they're, they're, they surrender right away. Like they're one. Um, so I've been really enjoying like losing my hands. Like even now I close my eyes as I'm talking to you. I have no idea where my hands are. It's weird because they're just mixed in with all of the feelings. Like all the feelings is just a blob. It's no longer a feet or a hand or a toe. It just is. Um, it's like a, a picture. Yeah, that's, I've had that experience when I sit outside with trees or like that's sober, but like on psychedelics, I've had experiences where I'm so connected to myself and the other person I'm with that I, I don't realize whose body is whose, or if I'm the couch, like it's like, yes, my consciousness is just everywhere. It's not trapped in my body anymore. Exactly. And it's a surrender. It's a, it's and it's and you're on the right path though it's I really feel like to get there you really have to see your feelings as another like as something else yeah. not you to really let go of them so that you're not attached at all and they just are it's crazy like I was thinking about that on um, I feel like I've been to hell and I've done tests to prove kind of my worth here in a way where not my worth but like it's there's some stuff that I like one of the tests that keeps coming up in my awareness that I've like, I know I've done is I I don't know if it's in Christianity or whatever, but imagine a a lake. All right. That is kind of viscous and the lake is full of humans and everybody is kind of stepping on top of each other to reach for air, but as, and everybody's fighting for air. So you're being pushed down and you're fighting to get up for air. And the only way to get out of that endless, endless, like a pool of misery where people are just fighting to get air because uh, it, they didn't have enough, I guess, in their previous life. Well, at one point, I know that the answer is to surrender and be and let yourself be pushed all the way to the bottom of the whatever viscous pool of grossness and it's going to start hurting because you're going to get the fear of wanting to go breathe or wanting something more wanting wanting to to exist or to to breathe you know to not be there basically and as soon as you surrender and you go through that pain and you surrender to that pain the pain becomes a bliss and then you wake up into the next test kind of thing but the idea that everybody passes that test after a while. It's just how tired are you going to get and how long is it going to take? You know, how long are you going to fight for you to get that air until you really don't have any more energy where you're going to sink and you're going to let yourself die into, you know, what is what's going on, you know, kind of thing. Uh, Did you ever kind of get visions of tests like that, that you maybe accomplished in your previous life that, you know, were crazy difficult, like another one, that I keep getting is that I'm a ball of light and we're all in the line, all of us, like all of my friends and my family, everybody that I know, and we're all in, in a straight line going towards uh, nowhere and it's full of darkness. And the only thing you see is your ball of light, you and all of the other lights that are beside you. And as you're walking into the darkness, the darkness is going to try to scare you, to shake you, to move you so that you lose your concentration. And the only way to beat those uh, demons, whatever darkness is with love is to forgive whatever you see or to love and to just kind of, yeah, forgive. But as you're walking, you can see people down the line that are failing and get their light snuffed out. And the more that that happens, the more you have to have faith and continue walking until again, it feels like never ending, but you reach a point where you get so tired that you surrender into the darkness, into the forgiveness, and you wake up to the next test. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, those are beautiful. I don't. For me, I've never had an experience like that where it's visual. It's more like 
just this feeling like I I'm fighting this right now and it's not working. So let me just try surrendering, see if that works. <laughs> and it's like when you're at, at your end, you're like, fuck, like I can't do this anymore. Something needs to change. And then you just start to love it. You start to like hug it like a child yes. and it just shifts, it changes. And it's, it's not a struggle anymore. And it's, once you surrender once, it's almost like it's so much easier to keep surrendering to like everything in your life. And recently I, I didn't realize, you know, after my last relationship, how, how much I was thrown into my masculine, like my divine masculine, masculine, where I was like, I don't need anyone. I'm so strong on my own. I can protect myself. I can provide for myself, but it was almost like avoiding emotion by turning off my divine feminine in that way. And as I've like kind of stepped into this new relationship, I realized like so much has wanted to be expressed and like I've wanted to surrender, but I was so in survival survival mode that I wasn't able to. And it's like, I think surrendering is so beautiful, but you also need somebody to hold you sometimes in that surrender because it's really hard to do it by yourself and you need to know that you're in a safe enough place to surrender for that to fully take place whether that's mushrooms whether that's your guides whether that's an actual person I think you need that that person or that thing to be able to surrender into a hundred percent a hundred percent like even like that that person had a vision today of uh when I would go to uh, Peru, like as soon as I would land on the island or I don't know if it's an island, but that place that I would just start crying because like a, a valve would open up. It's like, finally, fuck, I can just <laughs> let it go. And, and for me, like, it's a, like a place or, but as well with a person, like, and like you said earlier, when somebody just gives you the permission, like, you know, you know that you can just cry with them. Uh, you know, yeah. That's, that's so cool. That's also how I feel about Peru. And I've always said like Peru feels like my home or like the Amazon feels like my home. And I don't know that it's necessarily the only place that feels like home as much as that's the first place that I felt safe enough to surrender, like fully held, you know? Yeah. Was uh, Arcana your first place? Um, No, I went to the Temple of the Way of Light Mm -hmm. first. It's also in or near Iquitos. Yeah. um, But also in the Amazon. But same kind of yeah. experience, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first time that I really felt held. And it's, you know, obviously like all of us were strangers at first. And it was like being held by the medicine, being held by like the nature and the Amazon, but just being in that community that was like called to you where you know that you could trust in anyone that was there and you would be held. Yeah. That was pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty sick. But at the same time, like I reflect back and I remember feeling like accepted after like the third day, but also knowing like of like it felt weird because every moment, as much as I it felt like uh, everything was meant to be and every conversation was just so perfect and every experience was just, you know, a teaching experience it was still a, a grind. Like I remember the grind of like uh, maybe seeing Anthony walking towards me and being like, uh, I don't know if I want to do this right now kind of thing. And, you know, <laughs> like talking <laughs> or whatever it, it was. And, uh, and that's really the, uh, like it's been a highlight lately of like as much as, you know, Peru or whatever, every moment is very, special if you allow it to to be um and i and i've been more like doing this in like on the daily here of i don't know how to explain it but like really surrendering to my feelings i don't know but uh yeah i don't know where i'm going much with that it's just there's a there's this thing that this keeps telling me like here and now always feels the same. And you always get surprised when you reach your destination. And you're like, Oh yeah, it feels the same. <laughs> it does. 
Yeah, I've definitely been practicing more presence and just active listening and like realizing how many times before I've just not been there or like just like physically I'm there, but emotionally and like spiritually, mentally, it's like I'm checked out. And like, I think when I've had those moments of like, this is home, it's when I'm truly present, you know? Yes. Of course. Yeah. There's no, I feel in my, yeah, I feel like there's no other place but the here and now, 100%. As it, and it's weird because even, even though I really know from the bottom of my heart that it's the only thing that matters, I still, this life still, or the paradox still brings me to places where I will totally enjoy the human experience of, like, like you said, eating a Dorito bag of chip or some shit like that it's weird how the the frequency or the fluctuation of i don't know good and bad bad and good uh, human experience spirituality and and sometimes you're just riding the wave right in the middle into that gray world where you're both and it's it's crazy like it's absolutely insane and the idea as well like when i die and like i'm not even like I, I can all I can imagine it right now. Like as soon as I die, I see my body. I'm like, all right, I'm dead. Let's go through that light. I just want to go see God and say, how are you? Like, and really <laughs> sit down and ask him questions about him. Like, I don't care about this life that I just had. Like, oh, you need to review your life. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. Not later. I just how <laughs> like, you know, I don't know what's going on. And before you give me this big download of like, you know, I know everything, like, seriously, I want to know from this perspective, like from Dom's perspective, can you explain it to him on a human level before you give me that download? Cause, and, you know, kind of thing of like, how are you like, why are you doing this? Cause I know it's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm here and I'm going to honor you for the rest of my life. If you, if, if, if I need to do this dance for eternity, I'm good. I'll do it for you because awesome. But how are you? Like, are you good? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay do you need a hug or something like my turn because i'm telling you like uh, you're fucked up man like you're really fucked up who are you like in a good way like I, i wouldn't even be surprised like if it's oh yeah it's a simulation we're aliens we're really you know uh you're a battery i'm like that's cool i really appreciate the honesty like cool and me honoring you uh you know gives me those dopamine or whatever dmt like awesome i'll do that a hundred percent i'll honor you for the eternity if you want to use me as a battery that's cool like i just how are you though like are you doing good (laughs) (laughs) that's all i want to know like that's all i care about right now how are you because i'm good but yeah don't worry about my life it's all good i'll be your battery no no big deal i love that (laughs) anyways Thank you so much for talking to me tonight. It's it's been a while. Like I was actually nervous. I wanted to Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never... feel like sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's up? I feel like before we record, like there's almost like this ego part of me that's like, oh, I need to I need to come up with things to say or like I need to do this, I need to do that. And then I'm like, no, I'm talking to my friend that I've probably known for millions of years. This is fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I felt the same thing. And that's why like I press record right away. Like I'm not doing this stupid introduction. Like I just want to talk to my friend and record it. <laughs> this is a cool conversation that I know I'm going to enjoy when I'm 80 stuck in a bed with cancer and maybe nobody's coming to visit me. Like this is going to be yes. fucking cool. Like <laughs> that's the only reason I'm doing this. Like seriously. I love it. <laughs> Even like when I was talking to Matt the other day, I was not uh, recording. I was like, man, I wish I was recording this. What a beautiful conversation. Like, I just love talking to people who are like-minded and it's so motivating. Like the idea yeah. that, fuck, like I want to really commit myself to this love business. All right, cool. That sounds good. Like it feels great. Less material. Yeah. You know, more abundance. Fuck. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It feels right. Absolutely. And yeah, that's why. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I like I started this photo album and I just like have so many pictures of all of 
my friends, all of my memories, like people from Arcana, some pictures I'm not even in because I know like later in life, that's going to be so cool to me to know that I met all these souls, had all these interactions, like all of that makes my life, you know? Yes. It's similar to these conversations. It's like, that's, that's what I want to see. That's my legacy. Like, this is like my legacy project almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, same here. Like, and even like uh, lately I saw um, like a news article in the New York Times. I don't know, like uh, that the elites are trying to uh, promote Buddhism to the masses, right? Because they want the masses to be less about materialism. And it's just a way for the rich to make uh, the people uh, poor and kind of stuck. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Even if they're rich, let's say it would be all a ploy and they're, the entire world is conspiring for me to be with God and to be a Buddhist where meditation and letting go and surrender. I'm like, cool. You know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You can mind fuck me all you want. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. That's actually a, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind becoming poorer and poorer and more and more, you know, here and now with my friends having conversation than to have a fucking limousine or whatever. Like, I don't, it's, it means nothing like yeah. this means the most. So, yeah, so thank you. I appreciate that. I want to do it again in the future, but, you know, whatever, we'll figure it out then. I'm just so happy to talk to you now. Absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely want to talk either while I'm in Peru or as soon as I yeah. get back. <laughs> oh, man, please. That would be so freaking cool. Like, I am so, like, Matt, I think, is going, like, right now. Really? Yeah. He, like, at last minute, and he's going with his uh, girlfriend. I wonder if we're in the same group because I'm leaving like next week. That would be amazing. Uh, he's going to his uh, first place. Are you going back to Arcana? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's going back to his uh, wherever he went the first time. Got it. Yeah, 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 and close to the airport or something like that. But uh, should be interesting. He's going there for like a, I think ten day retreat or something like that. Beautiful. Oh man. I'll have to try and connect with him, see if yes. we can get dinner or something while we're both in Iquitos. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be so cool. All right. Well, I love you with all my heart. All right. I love you too. Have Great a good evening. night. All right. See you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.